Welcome to our last ever episode of Live Lunch for 2021. Do it again, but more excited. I'm sad. I really enjoy hosting with you, man. It's been it's been wonderful, and our beautiful relationship is coming to an end for 2021. But we have I met hosting and eating together. We don't really eat together. Anyway, we've got to be quick. Um, We have come to the end of our Your People teaching series, where we've been looking at relationships. Uh, The last one was on your kids. Stephen, you said you had a memorable moment from the Your People teaching series. Yeah, um, I've loved the whole series. I think it's been great just to, um, yeah, look at, just take time to stop and look at our relationships. On Sunday night, uh, Matt um, is preaching to uh, (laughs) our evening service and uh, really just um, laboured the point in a really just brilliant way about the fact that we must let, not just our relationships, but all of our life uh, be um, seen through the lens of what the Bible says. Mm. Is the Bible shaping the way that we look at various areas of life including our relationships or we're letting culture shape it you know even cult- letting, really saying are we letting culture shape our view of the Bible or let the Bible let, let us uh, shape the view of the culture which I thought was great and I think really that's what the whole series has done so looking at relationships not through our own experience our own thoughts and nice ideas or what the culture says but saying actually what does the Bible say yeah. about this and knowing that's a that's a radical thing to do and that's cause, cause often is about a radical level of sacrificial love and forgiveness and giving and generosity and all those kinds of things but it's been uh, in a really inspiring way I think mm. in reality you know, that's the kind of love that God has uh, for us it's been practically a very helpful teaching series um, where you can actually well where you can listen back and uh, oh, I can implement all of this stuff immediately and it affects my relationships the next day so thank you it was a really good teaching series um, we are moving into our Christmas season and tomorrow is the 1st of December yeah. <laughs> So we, we are all excited. All, we already have our tree up at home. Have you, have you, have you it's no. in the wrapping. <laughs> we That's will get into no. it. No, <laughs> no, it's it's there. It's, it's, it's up, but it's it's still got a thing on. It's there in body, but not yet in spirit. Yeah, it's, it's, not, a, it's yeah. Come to the Christmas spirit hasn't been vomited all over my Christmas tree. Ours uh, has happened. <laughs> <laughs> my wife likes making the decorations. So she's like very sustainable yeah. oh, wow. things and all. So she, Stephen she cuts would prefer off like a and all of those things. Two coloured tree as opposed to every colour. That's our tree. We but we're not making decorations. And I forgot the name of my son for a minute there. Wow. Ruby. <laughs> Talk about your kids today. Your kids. People <laughs> know their names. Know their names. <laughs> Ruben was like, oh, I really like tinsel. Can we have tinsel on our tree? He's like, no. It's just not. It's just a non-starter. Okay, We're not doing tinsel. This is controversial. Like we are starting something now. What? There's a whole. There's a whole podcast on tinsel or no tinsel. Unless but, uh, you've got really good save the planet reasons. What are your reasons? <laughs> Fine. That would be a whole other podcast. Let's stick to. Uh, let's stick to this one. But what's happening with Christmas? So yeah. this Sunday, two two big things happen. We start our Christmas preaching series, uh, where we're going through Hebrews and looking at Jesus which is a good thing to do uh, all through the year, but especially during Christmas. So we've got three uh, three sermons or three talks on the Bible right. uh, looking at uh, Jesus and what his coming to the earth has meant for humanity. But then on this Sunday evening at six o'clock, we preview our Christmas film called Son of Man. I don't um, know why it's been quite dramatic. Was, yeah, quite <laughs> a slow build-up. I, I watched it yesterday, and it's pretty average. 
So, you know, <laughs> set the bar, the expectations really low. No, I'm kidding. It's brilliant. We have some amazing creative people in the church and they worked really hard under Simon Brading's leadership to put together uh, our own film, which will feature um, stories and Christmas carols and Christmas songs. And it's going to be wonderful. So I think there's three of our locations that are screening the video live. That's at the Clarendon Centre at six o'clock at the Clarendon Villas and at the Oasis building. Uh, so we've got three, or you can watch wow. it at home, or you can watch it with your friends. So 6 p.m., live on YouTube, uh, Christmas film. Do you know what? Simon does a really powerful gospel appeal, and I think that in itself is just worth sharing the whole thing around. And just, you know, it builds up to this moment where it forces people into a, a decision and a response, like, are you going to accept Jesus or are you going to reject him? Mm. And I was watching that with her, oh, yeah. I, I'd love for people to watch this. Not so that they go away feeling, oh, that's a really nice production and good music and good songs and everything, which it, which it is. But it's like, oh, wow, you asked me a big question. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Simon's done the hard work. He's asked us a big question about whether we should put our faith in Jesus. And it just really challenges people to come on, dig deeper, explore, and then points to Alpha and stuff. So yeah, so this Sunday at uh, 6 p.m. on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash we are Emmanuel, or we are Emmanuel.com forward slash Christmas. I'm sure we'll have links in the description to this episode but yeah there we go that is that's what's coming up across Christmas brilliant Stephen give us a summary of this Sunday's message and your kids let's get into that one now give us a summary of your kids <laughs> don't um, give a summary of our kids <laughs> uh, we decided to uh, look at the message from a passage in Deuteronomy uh, which talks about loving the Lord your God with all your heart and then making sure you take that love and teach it to your children and uh, I, I really love the verses around it because it talks about uh, as you walk along the road as you sit at home as you in the morning and in the evening just that sense of we don't teach as a lecture series to our children no we teach them in the rhythms of life and so then looking at un- under the headings of what does it mean to love our kids? What does it mean to teach them? And what does it mean to walk and talk uh, with them? And we got quite practical, which is great, uh, but also hopefully give a good reason behind uh, the fact that we need to be in God's love first before we can, you know, being loved by the perfect parent uh, as we seek to be perfect parents, although we fall far short of that. Mm. So teaching and training our children in the gospel, very easy, correct thing to say. And what does it actually look like in practice? How does your parenting, you have six children by last count, how does your parenting look different in terms of the gospel than and you know, another family that would parent nicely and well and good, but not in the shape of the gospel? Like, what what difference does it make? Um, I think I I love those verses because I think that's how I like to parent. I like to grab any moment, whether I'm sitting or walking or eating or just to grab it and find. There, there's always something you can link to the gospel. There just there always is. You might have to think for a bit or dig a bit but there there always is so um for example we put up our tree yesterday and one of our kids got a little bit emotional so yes of course tinsel and baubles i just i want to still be your friend matt but i no um (laughs) and so we put up our tree and eight people putting up a tree in a slightly chaotic household isn't always like the movies sometimes there can be you know just some your, in, your Instagram stories look like a movie. I was like, wow, that's um, so perfect. And another, be so happy. That's <laughs> because the blog post coming out today says something different. <laughs> the start of Home Alone, though, when um, all the like, yeah, loads so that, of kids. That's, that that's is our home. Like, and then and so forget about a kid because there's so many of them. One of our children got a little <laughs> bit upset that it wasn't the perfect family moment, but teenage boys don't always allow for 
perfect moments. Um, and so as that person was quite upset um, and I explained that, yep, it was messy. But you know what? The first ever Christmas was messy mm, because cool. Jesus wow. came from his beautiful, perfect place to the mess in order to connect with us. And it was a just a one sentence thing. But and whether that helped the child in the moment or not, it's still an opportunity to stick truth straight in there. The first Christmas was messy. God came out of his perfect into a messy place, um, into a messy stable, into a food trough because he wanted mm. to meet with us in our messy lives. So that would be like, I would try and do that at every conversation. And they roll their eyes and they go, oh, she's going to teach into it. But now with the old ones, I'll say, okay, you teach. What would be the teaching <laughs> yeah. point? Because they've heard enough of yeah, it yeah, yeah. and they know the Bible stories and I've done it enough times that they will now try and find. So there was a broken bauble that got hung onto the tree. You'd think they would throw it away, but they hung it on. Um, so one kid went, it represents our broken family. <laughs> <laughs> or they were like, oh, that God came to rescue us because we're all broken. And I was like, yes, that second one, that works really well. So they do roll their eyes, but... I don't care. I'll take eye rolling yeah, if I can get yeah. truth in. Wow. I think, yeah, they do. A rather, they, I think you're underselling it. As someone who lives in the home, uh, you're underselling it. I think you've, Emma's taught me loads on this, I think. Just looking for those moments, realising where your kids are at. And actually, those are the things that connect. And so often using TV shows, uh, both positively and negatively. Often Power Rangers, bizarrely, has lots of brilliant gospel moments. And they really show how to do friendship well. Endorsement. Yes, bizarrely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My daughters, I can't believe I'm into Power Rangers, but like the, uh, the original versions, it's bizarre. Um, but often there's also other shows where you think, actually, that's not the gospel, you know, where, you know, someone seeks justice over mercy and all those kinds of things, just opportunities to, to teach. Mm. Actually, what would God say about that? What does that mm. look like? And um, yeah, I think you're dripping it drip, 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 one way and it often comes about the other way as well. So, yeah, and I think we've seen the life of Jesus. You no, know, Jesus taught parables. Mm. You know, when he's talking about the birds of the air and the and the and the Every plants in the free fields. Mm. He wasn't doing that in a classroom. He's doing it because he was by the field with the birds of the air. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just saying, actually, these are things around us. So we look at these things. It's connecting um, it, isn't you it? Know, what does the kingdom of God look like? Yeah. Mm. And I can imagine that your kids don't always be like. Mum, that was amazing. Can I just give my life to Jesus right now? All the time. This is worship. Doing it because you're getting the response there, but you, as you say, you know it, it's going in. It's, it's the drip feed. You of drip the it in enough, it'll fill up. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, a, it's the cumulative effect. Yeah. It's the John Hosier quote for you is that, you know, I don't necessarily remember the Weetabix I had two weeks ago, but right. did I need it? Yeah, I did. Do you know what I mean? It says, I don't remember every good. meal, don't remember every yeah. bit of food I get, but it's like, it still effect, did me good. But it keeps us healthy. Yeah. That's brilliant. I feel like that he used that quote in, in reference to reading the Bible, but you could use it for like almost anything—prayer, just anything, like wisdom and stuff. Um, the, the question I had: so something somebody shared with me—it was Steve Horn actually—which was probably the most releasing thing that somebody has ever shared to me, shared with me in terms of being a dad. And he said, "You've got to remember that you are not their savior. Jesus is their savior. They need Jesus as much as you need Jesus, and so they can't find their salvation in you. They can't. And so, and so, you know, you want to be a good role model to your kids, and you want to parent them well." But really, they need to look to Jesus. And I found that so releasing. It's like, great. Um, thank you, Lord. And I can pray that for my kids. That you know, Let them find grace in my weakness yeah. and find you uh, in my weakness. Because I don't get it right. Well, I get it wrong more than I get it right. Um, but I, I guess my, my question is, so the, the flip side to that conversation is how much of uh, parenting your children do you kind of take control of and do you lead them quite intentionally towards Jesus and, and discipline and, and all of those things? Uh, and, and how much of it do you 
do you step back and say you know what i've i've said what i need to say and now i'm just going to trust the process of god working in their hearts mm. it's quite it's, it's easier said than done mm. i feel mm. um yeah so like i guess questions would be practical questions would be um at what point do you insist that your your kids start coming to, you know or you stop insisting that your kids uh, come to church and, and like, those are questions i don't want to get into the detail of those questions but really the, for me the bigger principle was uh, is at what points do you just say i'm I've, i've done what i've done i need to now step back and let god work in their lives mm. you can take that <laughs> yeah i think um when i'm being my best parent i'm thinking my role is to do the parenting bit you know actually i'm responsible for what i do um I'm the one says I'm responsible for what they do but I'm not responsible for the outcome I'm not responsible for the fruit of their life my, my, mine is to be faithful <coughs> steward of of my children my time with them that kind of thing and I think that's the same in any relationship I think we, we want to be in relationships with people where their their response is actually at our, 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 our responsibility uh, but how we treat them how we interact with them the way we show them love you know you know wisdom about how to do that and what um, you model and what you model all those things those are all on you what the other person does ultimately is theirs when it comes to our kids that's actually quite difficult to do because you're so invested how they turn out yeah, you can't help but somehow being wrapped up in like yeah. you know are they going to get an education <laughs> yeah. are they going to love Jesus mm. are they yeah, going to yeah. marry the right spouse are they going to meet your own it's all like all, there's so much wrapped up in that yeah. we, we, we've got issues when it comes to that stuff and it's just good to keep just reflecting okay why am I parenting in this way mm. is it because I'm trying to train the heart or is it because I'm trying to get some kind of outcome so I think Matt again on Sunday was so good at saying you know we're not just trying to parent to get conformity mm. you know we're, we are really trying to get the gospel and so just, just teaching that and just trusting that as mm. we sow seeds you know you're, you're praying that their hearts are fertile soil to receive them mm. and, and, and grow good but ultimately you know this mm. part of you it's, it's quite releasing but ultimately if God chooses to save them that's on God mm. that's not on me yeah. but as far as I'm able I'm going to save them mm. you know as much as I can I'm going to teach them I'm going to keep going for it okay. um, and I did better some days some, some days mm. I, I did terribly um, so it's, it's nothing I've done I, one you work as if it all relies on you <laughs> knowing fully well it just doesn't so you do your part to mm. as big and best as mm. you can even if you've screwed up and you need to say sorry to them you do it to the best you can knowing that you've also got to pray and release them into God's care and I think doing that kind of physical practical whilst knowing ultimately they're his but I will work as if it's all reliant on me mm. but it's it's not mm. um I think mm. yeah well one of our children has had a really hard journey with school and um and I value education quite highly and it's really uh, I mean, I've really thanked God for the season because it's really helped kind of prod me on what my priorities are mm. is like is this kid doing well in school is the most important thing just to step back and think actually no it's not the best thing for me is to continue to love this kid mm. shape them guide them speak into things hold lines yeah. putting boundaries but I can't let the, the uh, kind of being in school doing well in school thing drives it partly because it drives a wedge between me and my child mm. yeah. so it's like unless they're meeting that thing I can't love them mm. so no no I love you no matter what which is conditional yeah it's conditional so no no the gospel is that you know I love you no matter what and my kid knows that no matter how well they're at school mm. I'm still going to hug them when they come home. Mm. Even though I've really done badly, mm. I'm going to hug them at the end of the day and express my love to them. Am I going to discipline them as well? Absolutely. Mm. Um, but, but those two things come together. Let me, let me pull out more on that because I think it's really important. One of the things we were saying on Sunday is that there's, there's always the temptation to abdicate in our, in our parenting and perhaps the, the trend of, of parenting in the secular world is to sort of just just be affirming don't be the authority be the friend mm. that sort of thing so we don't want to 
do that because as we were seeing on Sunday, God's given us, you know, we've got to train them. That, that's, our, that's our role as parents. But how do, we do, how do we do that with authority but also grace? Do, mm. do you find in your parenting that those two are in conflict at all? You know, you talked about you want to show grace, but you also want to say this is the right. And how, do, does it feel like an, a, a conflict for you to parent with grace but also with real conviction and be the authority and mm. be the parent? No. I think okay. um, <laughs> there we go. No, um, I think God's grace is an authority in my life, and so right. we will teach kids. Yeah. We will teach our kids. This is what grace is. This is what authority is. This is what the Bible says. We're mm-hmm. constantly saying what the Bible says. You can't argue with me. You can argue with me, but we will parent mm-hmm. you according to the Bible. Yeah. And the Bible says that you're to respect your authority. Why? Because yeah, yeah, it goes yeah. well for you for your life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it does come with a promise. It does yeah. come with a blessing. Yeah. You honour your parents, yeah. and it goes well for you. If, you. if you ask our children what, if they say, how, how do you know mum and daddy love you? They're like, oh, because they tell us all the time, like, stop it already. And they hug me and kiss me and that kind of stuff. And they discipline me. Yeah, we okay. teach them that discipline taught them is an expression love. of our love to them. And yeah. we do that by saying, hey, tell me about some the naughtiest people in your school. You know, do, you think, do you think they get told? No, they never they get told of home. You know, that's not always the case, but there's general patterns there. Mm. Actually, people who don't have authority in their life, it doesn't go well for them. Mm. And so we're saying, actually, when we're disciplining you, it's because we love you. Mm. And saying, that's grace. That's God's grace mm. in your life. The Bible tells mm. us that mm-hmm. our Heavenly Father disciplines us because he loves us. That's mm. a means of grace. He could just leave us in our sin, mm. but he doesn't actually. He wants best for us. And, and that's why there's yeah. grace and authority. Yeah, but we just try and call it out explicitly because it, it can feel like attention. So mm. the answer is yes, but no, because we choose it not to yeah. be. Yeah. And the biggie is getting it is if you get it wrong. I think if you get it wrong yeah. as an authority in someone's life, life and you don't ever acknowledge that or say sorry yeah. or admit to it yeah. then that doesn't help yeah. whereas if you're an authority that knows that you're also under an authority my mm. kids know that I'm under an authority yeah. and if I get it wrong I've got to apologize I've got to repent I've got to seek their forgiveness um, and I think if we if we're being an authority but not being mm. loving and kind yeah. and owning up, oh, hey I got that wrong then they're getting their authority vision yeah. a bit wrong but they know that God's authority doesn't get it wrong yeah. we do but we're trying to emulate who God is but God won't get it wrong in his authority or in his grace because it seems to be I mean that's amazing it seems to be the reaction against discipline in parenting in, in general is is the idea that discipline and being authority means that you won't have a good relationship like mm-hmm. it's a harm it's it's by necessity it's harmful mm-hmm. and but what you're saying is that's not the that's not the case actually what you're saying when you show that you are the parents that, that you are teaching and training it's an expression of your love and if they can understand that mm-hmm. and if 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 you can do that well actually it mm-hmm. helps the relationship it brings you closer it brings trust when you are putting in structures and boundaries Mm. and right and wrong that sort of thing actually builds a relationship Mm. now obviously disciplining a child in a wrong way and in an unhelpful and even abusive way Mm. is going to harm the relationship Mm. but I guess what we're trying to appeal to is not just chuck out this whole concept of discipline because it can be done wrong. Mm. Mm. Actually, we're looking to do it in a grace-filled way where discipline and grace, mm. so that you're, if your children know that you as a parent will bring structure and discipline to their lives, but mm. also are un, you know, in no doubt of your love and affirmation and value. Mm. You know, and and boundaries are meant to hedge us in. They're meant to protect us. Yeah. Yeah. They're meant to make us feel safe. Yeah. And so if there aren't boundaries, then yeah. a kid can't feel safe because yeah. they need to know where the line is so that they feel, okay, this is my place where I'm safe. That's not, that's, and it's not to say discipline is nice. 
goodness. It's, no. it's not. And it, you know, the, the kid doesn't feel great at sometimes, and I don't feel. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. thinking, oh, it would just be easier yeah. not to have the hard conversation, mm. not to have to follow through with some of the uh, sanctions I've put in place yeah. for them as I train them. It's much easier. Mm. Um, but I've my got worst lo- parenting lo- is easier. I've, I've got a long-term view of it. You mm. know, I think no, no. This is this is about mm-hmm. putting things in, and so um, yeah, I, I look. You know, I look back and think, no, I'm really pleased that mm. we fought for those things, particularly when our kids were young. Mm. So I think we are reaping the benefit of it now. Well, they're just things I just know they get it. So I think when you talk about even things like setting culture about whether well, you know how do you make your kid come and go to church, mm. well, we were just very, very just clear with them right from the outset you know this is the most important thing we do we're, we are a family but we're part of the god's family mm-hmm. and being with them once a week even that's not enough and so we make sure we make that priority that's mm-hmm. it and so that means i have to make some hard calls early on in life to say you know mm-hmm. we're going to be in kids where that's the important thing because mm-hmm. that's your community that's your family and so my older kids the have our points to have to keep coming to church i was like when i was, well, I was thinking why do we go it's about whether I want you there or not. It's like getting back to reasons and so they can get, begin to repeat back to the things we've said. Now they've got, at some point, got to make the choice themselves. And actually, I'm not going to go to church. And I think different families will work out what age that is um, in terms of at what point the, the child can make their own choice. But we're hopefully, we're, we're training enough that when it comes to it, they realise the importance. Or, you know, stepping back, what does that mean? What does that really say? It's not about just getting my Sunday morning back. It's saying something about you're I'm making a, a decision I'm a part then. Of the community God at this yeah, point, brilliant. and saying those kind of things. And so it's probably less of a conversation for us than I know some other families have had yeah. because very early on we just taught into what not just not just about just saying this is what you do, but this is a lot of the why. And I think again yeah. on Sunday, what's the gospel why? Mm-hmm. Not just what the gospel behaviour is. What's the gospel why? Why are we doing this? And find the scriptures, looking at it together, looking at the benefit behind it, and often looking at what's the, you know what's the, the alternative as yeah, well. Yeah. And yeah. kids, kids listen better if there's snacks. So if you're trying to explain anything (laughs) to any kid and you've got snacks with you, they will listen more. Amen. People are really questioning why we have food on live lunch. This is literally Mm -hmm. why you do live lunch. I think think the other thing with boundaries is you said it keeps keeps the kids safe, which is so important. And I think the other side of it is also helps them to know how to thrive. Um, So I know even with with one of my kids, I've had to work with them on how they treat the other kids. But now they've begun to acknowledge that, oh, if I speak to them respectfully... It's, it's what you've been trying to help me achieve and actually it's going really well and this is a good thing in life and I think just knowing that we aren't disciplining our kids because we want them to conform uh, or we to, uh, to a, a certain standard we, we're doing it because we want them to thrive and we want them to mm. know Jesus more and, and just be good stewards of all that God's, that God's given them and, and I think the other thing with, with, with discipline is, is fascinating is we can quickly dismiss oh I don't beat my child black and blue so I don't need to I'm good I'm good at discipline uh, I don't use uh, f- I'm physical in terms of the discipline with my kids but I think there's just principles that you can learn about discipline that is applicable through you know, whatever other types of discipline you might use and whether it's um, it, it's time on the on the naughty step or you're taking away certain things you kind of understand hey, what's the what are the principles at play when I discipline my kids uh, how far is too far and you know how am I restoring back restoring them back into the relationship just because you've not done a, a certain certain things uh, doesn't mean that you know you can't learn about how to discipline your mm. kids well mm. and yeah you mentioned there just maybe we've got time for one more question but you mentioned there about being part of a church family so other people who don't have kids but are part of the church family uh, I know you've you've done really well in terms of involving them in your family and you know they're serving you but also be a, a friend to you and for people who are watching this who are part of the church but don't have their own kids but want to serve and bless and 
be family with families what would you what would you say to them yes please (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think a big one is um i think i'd say to families involve people in your life Mm. i think sometimes we feel like it works too well in fact one of our friends uh what are you going to do oh i think we want to pick up our kids up from school or something like that i'm like we just couldn't get it working and they was like Thank you so much for asking me. The, the privilege of being involved in someone's life, even just those in those things, you don't realise. Actually, I'm really pleased to do that. And, uh, you know, not just using them to babysit for you, but actually mm. involve them in the whoop and wharf of your life, you know, mm. uh, making sure they're part of meal times and, mm. and you, you know, you can imagine at our house our meal times can be a little bit crazy. Uh, but actually, if you're just being part of that and being part of family is so important. And so, yeah, we do try and involve all kinds of people in our lives, mm. you know, other families, single parent families or uh, singles, that kind of stuff, whatever stage of life and uh, getting involved. Another way to get to know families is get involved with kids' work. And I think I said on Sunday, you know, some of us have got passionate about spending time with children and they'll get involved with kids' work. Another reason to get involved with kids' work is just to bless parents, make sure parents are able to get into church. Mm-hmm. I think particularly right now uh, where um, it's, we're having to cap numbers, that kind of stuff in kids' work. There's things that people really can do to help us increase that, get people back in church, getting back to being together. And so parents are able to receive the love of God so they can then give it out as well. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I think, I think it's important as well to ask um, our single friends um, what do you see in our parenting and not just our single friends what do you see in our parenting that either you need an explanation of or that you disagree with yeah. or that you've because yeah. we can get blinkered and this is the way we do it and actually yeah. fresh set of eyes you do this and I didn't know why you did it. it might be just a moment like that or it might be well it comes across like this just okay. to let you know and I think that's really important yeah. as well can I just, I just, I love to just encourage parents as well. Just, just be talking about your parenting. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those brilliant. things, it's such a vulnerable area. Brilliant. Like, am I getting it right? Am I getting it wrong? Yeah, you don't yeah, really absolutely. want extra eyes or extra voices into mm. it. Mm. I just like, let's have humility. There's so much that. guilt around we, it. We, we are not perfect parents at mm. all. And we often talk about things, particularly when we're moving into a new stage of, of parenting. You know, we're currently navigating the teen years into the adult years mm. and so we'll be seeking out parents we know are just a bit further down that journey who we can learn from just discuss it with it's rare even if their parents are not sometimes just just having another voice just just mm. just kind of getting things off you know just bouncing things off people even it's if really people helpful. disagree i think it's yeah. just helpful to chat yeah. it through yeah. and, and just knowing that as as parents as married couples our kids everyone's different in those scenarios how they put those bits a bit together so mm. how family life looks like does look different family to family but it's really good principles and to be fair even some stuff we do we just nick practices with other people we're like hey that can work for us mm. and so we've just taken it and used it yeah. it's so good when you get like being in a part of a church community I remember when we had our first child and then subsequent kids as well even like the meal rota and people getting along new parents saying oh we understand how busy the first couple of weeks are let's just go call you because it's just phenomenal mm. and it's so good to be a part of church community and that, that's at an early stage but then you, know, you can always talk to people and I, and I benefit from talking to you and Katie Virgo quite a bit I'm, this is what I'm dealing with my teenage daughter or my teenage daughter my sorry my 10 year old who thinks she's a teenager 10 year old girls basically teenagers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think just benefiting so much from the counsel of, of people around you it's just massive so mm-hmm. thank you so much for just being You're welcome godly parents and influences in our life you can we, find more on one pink toothbrush I was going to say um, and you shouldn't you peak too early they could have done that I have not peaked too early <laughs> self promotion shameless I can um, peak a few times we can drop the link how do, how do people come across one pink toothbrush they just type google, google it it's the first one google one pink oh, yeah. toothbrush and post the Amazon shopping links yeah. the blog that comes up don't just buy a toothbrush I will sign them though Really? Yeah. Not, you can, why don't you sell much? I should do this. You should sell pink toothbrushes. Any dentist, oh. send me some pink toothbrush and I'll sign them. Do them with like wood because you want to be like 
sustainable and everything. You don't create more plastic in the environment. The world doesn't need that. So yes. Do like some really cool, like pink bamboo or something. Yeah. That's possible. And then you can have more tinsel because you've got a bamboo toothbrush. <laughs> Wrap it up. Uh, ooh, <laughs> see what he did there. Christmas, wrap it up, tinsel, oh, shopping yeah, in the yeah, funds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just quick, what, any 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 good recommendations if people want to like read or re- oh watch yeah, it? William Farley's book, Gospel Powered Parenting. Uh, William Farley, okay. Gospel Powered Parenting. Gospel Powered Parenting. Brilliant, brilliant. It's not a uh, just how to parent. It's quite challenging. Well, it's exactly what I preached it on, on on Sunday. Actually, make sure as parents we've got makes the gospel go. deep in us, yeah. so we're ready to get deep to our parents and right. our kids. I'm really enjoying Paul Tripp's books on parenting. Uh, Gospel-centered parenting, I think. Sh- is no, sh- sh- uh, shipping a, a chart up. Yeah, and then there's another one called Gospel Parenting or something. Parenting, it's parenting, yeah. yeah. Okay. The, we'll the, find the links. So put Tripp, it in below. Paul Tripp's books. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being with us in this season of Live Lunch. We hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Matt, it's been wonderful for taking with you. What's this awkward side hug with you? Don't, don't do that. We'll work on that for next series. <laughs> Who knows? We might see you again next year. <laughs> <laughs>